0: Can we put our hands together and can we give Matt a great big welcome as he comes up? Hey, God bless you, Matt.
1: Wow. Holy Spirit. Uh, Hang on. Let me just arrange this. It's a little bit of Tetris. Oh, Father. Wow. Oh, man, the musical stopped. Um... Oh, it's so funny when you go from mutant. No, don't you don't need to get back up? But it's so funny when you go from music and you're in all the oh yeah yeah, and then you and then it just stops, and then you. It's like the that does add to the atmosphere the music. Hey, eh? we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you up again soon, but you're gonna have a break for now. Okay. Thank you, musicians. That was amazing. Can we just give the worship team a hand? Ah. <clears throat> oh. ha. <laughs> Wow, it's so good to hear what happened with the youth camp and young adults, youth and young adults camp. Um, To me, you're all youth. That's from my perspective. Um, Oh man, that's good to hear. I'm hearing stories like that from all over the place. It's just God is doing stuff. Um, Who was here this morning? Cool, most of you were here this morning. For those of you who weren't... um, Hi, and uh, thanks for having me here again. It's so cool to be back. I love you guys, and uh, just so you know, lost my hair. Um, just fell off one day, and, uh, and uh, since then, uh, I feel, since I came here last, I feel like I've lived a whole life in between these months. And um, God, I I just, I just, uh, I was trying to sit down with a friend of mine who I catch up with regularly and catch him up on the last month. And I just found myself tripping up over my words, thinking, oh, there's just so many layers and so much depth and so much that's been happening in so many lives that I can't actually, uh, I can't actually share it all. I can't get it all out. There's too much that's been happening, Um, not all just, through my hands and my individual prayers, but just what I've been observing around the area that we live in, the people's lives that that we live amongst, and just seeing God move in families, um, just seeing people get born again, seeing multiple people get delivered of demons, seeing the sick be healed, seeing miracles happen, signs and wonders, miracles, um, some crazy cool things um, taking place. Um, One cool thing is the guy who's the second in charge of the black power in the Waikato got born again just recently at a camp that we were ministering, um, partnering with these guys who run a campsite and they have some permanent residents. He's one of them. He got born again. He got filled with the Spirit at one of our worship nights. Just super cool. Then a couple of days later, some guys came and actually just about beat him within inches of his life. And his then. At, so that happened then nine police cars turned up and that was about one minute before our prayer meeting started then we all rocked up for the start of the prayer meeting and there were all these police cars and sirens and the, the guys that lived there would normally be part of the prayer meeting and we started praying and they kind of came in and they were like, oi, 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 pray and there's you know, such and such, it's just about dead over there he just got beaten up by these two guys and he's wanting to call his assassin brother-in-law and all this stuff and we're like, uh, whoa, okay, man. We're praying. We don't really know what for, but we're praying. So we started praying, and um, he went from. This is. Just, I think this is a. This is a very powerful testimony. He, kind of became conscious again, and he said, "Give me the phone." Got his partner to give him the phone, and he started calling this person that's part of the crew, um, and basically, what happens is. You call this guy and you put him on a job and the people that he's on the job to are basically ne- are never heard from again. He's like the, the guy that takes care of the business. And so this is, this is his normal reaction. You know? He'd just been beaten up and he's like, those guys are going to pay. And one of the guys says to him, you know what, you're a follower of Jesus now. Like, I know this is rural hard, but it might be an opportunity to forgive. And he took a moment and he just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to forgive them. He put the phone down, and this is, this, is the, he, this is the beginning of his walk of Jesus. He forgave these guys, and he's just on this amazing journey. And there's just so many stories like that and things that are happening. And it's just, um, I remember about 20 years ago in my car with my friend Cam, and I just said to him, man, if I could just see one miracle in my life, I would, I would leave this world a happy person. Just one miracle. All I would need to see is just, I mean, I wouldn't even need to see it, but I'd just be so blessed to see just one miracle. And to me, I just have these pinch myself moments all the time where, where God is just moving like crazy. And sometimes you don't realize it because you're in the middle of it all the time. And when you take a step back and try and recount the stories to your friend across a table, and you're like, well, actually a lot has happened. Like me trying to think of what I want to share with you guys. I'm thinking, actually, a lot has happened. I, I don't have enough time to share with you all the stuff. And, I don't ha- and the frustrating thing is, and this is the nature of God, because He's so abundant in everything He does. He blesses us beyond anything we could ask or imagine. Is that I've got all these things that I feel burning in my heart to share with you, but there's only limited time. And you only have a limited attention span like me. And your ears are only going to burn for so long. And, (laughs) and, um, but isn't it so good to be in a kingdom of abundance and not a kingdom of lack and scarcity that we have so much life around us and it's so good? And I just, I've got something I want to unpack with you. God spoke to me. Um, a number of years ago, just before we moved back to New Zealand from Reading, California, we lived there for two years, and just before we moved back, God gave me a vision. I won't share the vision with you, but at the end of the vision, He said these words to me. He said, if you shout from the rooftops what I share with you in the secret place, I'll raise an army out of this land, talking about the land of New Zealand. And so that's what I've sought to do after, since that time, is I've sought to seek the Lord in the secret place, hear the whisper of His voice, and shout that whisper to as many people as I can in order to see God raise up an army, out of, an army of dry bones out of the land of Aotearoa to behold Him and then be sent to the nations as a mission, missions movement to the nations. And, and so what I want to do to you today is God has been speaking to me about some certain things and He's been sharing these, these things with me in the secret place. And I want to attempt to unpack and declare to you some of the things He's been sharing with me. And, I've, and I, just, I just have a... I just have a, a feeling like God wants to do some stuff in people's lives tonight. And so I'm going to begin with this scripture, Galatians 3. Um, now I'm going to share the first, the second word that I'm going to share, um, you know, is just because it's in here and I'm not calling you that, okay? Galatians 3 says this, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Which is an interesting word that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you receive the Spirit by what you heard from the Lord or by what you tried to achieve on your own strength? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And I was just thinking about this scripture this afternoon, and there's a few things I want to unpack to you. But this scripture kind of encapsulates what I see as like a pattern throughout church history, where there's these moves of the Spirit that God, God, God opens up over the earth. There's all sorts of moves of the Spirit. There's um, amazing revivals and awakenings that have taken place in New Zealand and the nations of the world where God has moved and where um, where there has been incredible movements of heaven over the earth. And many, if not most, of these movements have become concrete monuments over time. and And, and this is what generally happens. A general trend is... A group of people hear something from the Spirit, they, they they receive a prophetic word, they receive a mandate, they receive a mantle in terms of God speaks to them and marks them with His word, sets them on fire and a movement starts. God raises up prophets and leaders and apostolic people who who, who spearhead the way and other people come into a movement and this movement begins in various different generations and people groups over the earth. And it's incredible and it's amazing. And then over time, what happens is what began in the spirit, people try to finish and continue in the flesh. They forget to continue listening to what God is saying. And they get stuck in what God once said without moving on with what God is continuing to say. And and what happens is the life of the movement dries up and all that is left is a concrete monument. Or something to look back at and go, wow, that was cool. Imagine imagine what it would have been like to be part of that movement. And whereas heaven's heaven's intention is this— The movements of God on the earth are never meant to finish. They're never meant to end. The goal of heaven is that generation after generation after generation would steward what the generations before them had paid a price for, what the generations before them had seen birth through them into the earth, and they would continue it on in ever-increasing depth and ferocity throughout the generations. They were never meant to dry up. They were never meant to end. And what you see is you see all these things. You see these there are mantles all over the earth that are buried under the, under, the, under the dust, that are buried under the sand, that are just resting in the earth, and they're unfulfilled mantles. They're unfulfilled movements. They're things that began gloriously but, but, but came to a halt before their time. And one of those, I could talk about many of those, and you probably could too. But one of those that God has been speaking to me about that relates to right now is the Jesus People Movement. I, um, I don't know who's seen the Jesus Revolution movie. Cool. So most of you have heard of Lonnie Frisbee. And I want to talk a little bit about this. God's been speaking to me about the Jesus People Movement for about three years now. Since we moved to Tidore, God has just been continually talking to me about the Jesus people movement and he's been talking to me about this thing where I'm hearing him say there's going to be another Jesus people movement. There's going to be another Jesus people movement. There's going to be another Jesus. I was talking to my friend about it and he was telling me, do you know what? God was speaking the same thing to him and he said to me, do you know what? In the States, this was three years ago now, but in the States he said, do you know the social stats right now in the States are exactly the same as they were just before the Jesus People movement, and that's the first time since the Jesus People movement that the social stats have been the way they are again. He said the environment, the cultural environment, and he's talking in the United States, but it would be similar in New Zealand. The cultural environment, the backdrop, the context that the Jesus People movement erupted from is the same now as it was when the Jesus People movement first erupted. In other words, the conditions are perfect. The conditions are perfect. That's good news. And um, he started to, started to share with me about, uh, you know, just all these amazing things about this Jesus People Movement. And then this movie came out. And I was like, wow, rad. It's the Jesus Revolution movie. That's the, this is the the thing that God's been speaking to me about. And... And he said to me, Matt, like, this is an amazing movie, but it's not a movie. He said, this is not a movie. This is a door. This is a prophetic encouragement to say, if you will knock on this door, I will reopen this door. If you, if you, will, if you will put your hand into the earth and honor what, what once happened in a generation, that mantle is lying right there on the surface and you can pick it up again in this generation. It's going to look slightly different because the world looks slightly slightly different. It's a different generation that will pick it up, but it's the same mantle. It's the same mantle. And so I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this movie. I hadn't seen it yet. And I'm in my van, which is an epic Mercedes Sprinter that I converted into a camper van. It's a five-seater van, and it sleeps five people, and we have adventures in it. And anyway... Um, the kids were being looked after, and me and Renee were on an adventure, and we were sleeping in the van in Whangamataa. I woke up in the morning, there was no surf, so we're just hanging out, having a coffee in the back of the van, overlooking Whangamataa Bar, if you know Whangamataa. And, which you probably don't, but if you do, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, and I'm, I'm on my phone, and I just, um, I'm checking to see if anyone's messaged me, and my friend um, has just done this Facebook Live, so I was like, oh, I wonder what my, f- My friend has to say, so I look up. um, I press the button, and she's talking about we just went and saw the Jesus Revolution movie, and she's just like whoa, just, just all excited, frothing with the spirit, just whoa, and um, and she's like, yeah, it was amazing, man, and you know this, the Holy Spirit was on. We just started encountering the Holy Spirit throughout the movie, and then just near the end of the movie, the Holy Spirit said to me, um, she was in Christchurch, if if um, in the city that is called, my, called by my name if my people will humble themselves and pray and she carried on and she said, um, she said so what I did is I just stood up and this boldness came on me and I just said hey everyone full packed out cinema with people she doesn't know hey everyone and she declared what the Lord had. she shouted from the rooftops what God had shared with her whispered to her in the secret place in her heart in the movie theater hey everyone if we pray God's going to pour out revival and what she was saying in different words is, this is not just a movie, this is a door, and if you knock, the door will open. Let's knock together. Let's press into this. Let's reach down into the dust of the earth and pick up this mantle that's right on the surface. It's just waiting to be picked up by a generation. And she, um, and she says, come to the front right now, we're gonna pray together. And like one person leaves and everyone else comes to the front, a packed cinema, and the Holy Spirit just starts bombing people and they just start weeping and crying and shaking on their knees, just crying out to God for revival, crying out to God to, to, to resurrect what was never meant to die. To resurrect what was never meant to die. And then the, she's, I'm watching this and I'm in the van, Renee's there, and I'm like... Oh, man, I just felt this thing. And it wasn't like a big, like, I didn't start shaking on the seat. I didn't start, like, levitating or anything like that. I, I, I just felt this thing in my heart just go, tick. It was like something just turned on in my heart. Like, I was like, well, I don't know what just happened. Something happened, though. And I said, this, I said to Renee, we need this. We need to be part of this. And I started thinking about my friend, Chad. And I, start, I said to Renee, you know what? I, I, really, I, really, I really want to connect again with Chad. And I started thinking about my friend, Chad. He's from California. And I started thinking in this moment, I was thinking about his dad. And he t- Chad tells a story and his dad tells a story too. In fact, Chad and his dad have both ministered in this church before. But um, Kevin Deadman, who's Chad's dad, um, he tells a story about being at Lonnie Frisbee's deathbed when he was in hospital, dying in hospital. Catherine Coleman was there and Chad Deadman was there, uh, sorry, um, Kevin Deadman, Chad's dad was there. And he tells a story and he, he said, you know, I was there at his deathbed when he was dying. I was one of the few guys that was still kind of connected to him. And but I he, he said, I didn't know about mantles or impartation or the fact that you know someone could lay hands on someone and impart grace and and calling that they carry onto the onto me as someone representing the next generation. I didn't know about any of that kind of dynamic or any of those kind of principles, spiritual principles. And so I was just like, man, really sad that my friend was dying and this hero of mine was dying. And I kind of left. And you know, 10 years or so later, I was like, man, I cannot believe. I didn't get him to lay hands on me and pray for me. What a, what a guy! Like I just missed a golden opportunity, and now he's gone. He can't lay hands on me anymore. Like I, sh- I just missed that. What a kook, you know? And he's he's kind of frustrated by it. Anyway, he um he's thinking to himself, I I really need to uh, I really need to go and and just, just honor Lonnie's life and just see if the Lord will um. Forgive me for being so ignorant in that moment and to see if he will will unearth this thing that wasn't meant to end, this Jesus people movement again. And um, backtrack, rewind to Lonnie in the hospital bed. Lonnie said just before he died, he said, listen, no one's kind of received my mantle, but but, but it's not meant to end here. And he said to his nurse he said, there's going to be a young man going to come up the driveway of my house, which he had a house in San Francisco. There's going to be a young man come up my driveway on this this year, on this date, at this time. I want you to be there at that time, and I want to ask you to pass my mantle to them. Okay, so it's like 10 or so years around about, I don't know the exact time frame, but about 10 years afterwards. And so Kevin is... um, in reading he gets invited to speak at a church in San Francisco and he says yes for the fact that I'll go there but you got to help me find the house to the pastor and so he preaches in the church and then at the end of preaching he says hey can um can any of you help me I'm trying to find this house and there was a I can't remember the name of the house they actually mention it in the movie but it was this house um in San Francisco where they all lived and where he was living after he first got born again Lonnie was living and um and this, this person was like, yeah, I know where the house is, I'll take you there. So takes, they drive to the house, they walk up this driveway, he's walking up the driveway and this lady comes out and says, um, you know, when Lonnie was dying, I, I, I remember you, but I'm the nurse. And Lonnie told me to be here at this time, on this day, on this year, and said that a young man would walk up the driveway and I was to pass Lonnie's mantle to him and laid hands on him, released the mantle over him. He had a full-on encounter with Jesus um, and straight after that is when Kevin wrote this book called The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, which some of you might have read, but I don't know if you've heard of treasure hunting. It's like the street evangelism. Like, it's kind of like almost old news now, but, but no one was doing treasure hunting or supernatural evangelism really, before Kevin kind of Kevin got this idea, wrote this book, and then started just empowering people to go and do supernatural evangelism, which was what Lonnie and the Jesus People movement was known for super cool so um, there 's a whole lot more to that story, really cool story so i 've got all that in my mind i 'm thinking about kevin 's story i 'm thinking about Chad, I know that Chad had started to have all these dreams about. Jesus playing Frisbee with him, and Jesus was speaking to him and saying, I'm passing you this thing that Lonnie Frisbee was carrying. Receive the Frisbee, receive the Frisbee, receive the Frisbee. And he's having, I probably butchered his dream, but it was along those lines. And um, and so I'm thinking, my friend's encounter in the movie theater, this movie that's not just a movie, but it's a prophetic sign, and it's a door that if we knock, the door will open. I'm thinking about the prayer in Christchurch. I'm thinking about Kevin. I'm in the thing. I'm feeling my heart move like this, and I'm thinking, I really think I need to connect with Chad. And then two seconds later, my phone beeps, and it's Chad. That's unusual. And he's like, bro, can you you talk? And I'm like, yeah, man, 100%. And he rings me up and we're talking. He's like, i got to, bro, I, I just feel this such strong thing. i got to get to New Zealand, man. I've got to come to New Zealand. There's something about New Zealand. And there's something about, and I said, but there's something about you coming to New Zealand for sure because it's a Lonnie Frisbee. And he's like, the Lonnie Frisbee thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been feeling. Anyway, that not, I'm not talking about him coming at this meeting. He is probably going to come, but that's not what I'm talking about. But it's just all these things lining up to say, man, that there is something on this. Like when all these unusual coincidences start happening, they're all signs and they're signposts and they're pointing in the same direction. It's like God saying, yeah, man, keep on going, keep on going. You're, in the, you're on the right track. Yes, there's multiple different things witnessing to the fact that this mantle is still ready to pick up. This is a moment that we're in right now. And if we will humble ourselves, if we will pray, if we will listen to what the Spirit is saying, if we will hang our lives on the voice of God as He speaks to us and follow His every word, then I, then I think there can be a, a resurrection of a movement that was never meant to fall over in the first place, that was never meant to end in the flesh. It was meant to continue in the Spirit. It was meant to be passed on to multiple generations and grow and flood the earth. So this is happening. And then I start. I went into this since I last saw you. I've been on this journey of like pressing into this. And as I've been pressing into this, we've been doing prayer meetings and worship nights. And I've just shared with you some of the things that have happened. The guy got saved and... All this stuff's happening. People have been delivered of demons and cool stuff's going on. And there there is really like the beginning of something stirring. It's very embryonic. It's very small, but it is definitely something that you can't just miss. It's really actually happening. and, and, And God is really beginning to move in a way that he wasn't six, seven months ago. Stuff's happening. And so I'm pressing into this. And... My friend who's a prophet, um, he says to me, uh, he says to me, man, I've just, I've just been like, it's like I've had this block on my prophetic gift for like the last four years. It's always interesting to take note of when the prophetic voice goes quiet. That often happens before a massive move of God. You can actually look through Scripture and see that clearly, right? There. it's a theme throughout Scripture. There were 400 years of silence before Jesus. That's one example. There's moments throughout Scripture where there's a silent patch and then, and then a whoomph of the voice of God for a generation to hold on to what He's saying, for a generation to partner with what He's saying and to see a move. And so my friend says, you know, my, my prophetic gift, and I know my friend is like, I've, I've known him for 20-something years, definitely full-blown five-fold prophet. He says, I haven't had a dream or a vision for like four years. I'm like, whoa, that is so trippy. I just couldn't even believe what I was hearing. And so he came to one of our worship nights, started to sing, there's something about worship. Oh, I want to encourage you to allow worship to explode in every facet and on every level in this community. And my friend is um, in, the, in the worship meeting at the campsite where the guy got saved, and, and he said, in the first song, my eyes just went, pop! And visions just started, it was like there was a backlog of visions just kind of flooding into my spirit, and I've been dreaming every night, multiple dreams since, and it's just, it's, everything's turned on again, but the one, one of the things that I've been dreaming about for you, Matt, is I've been dreaming about this whale, and and God's been speaking to me about you, and I keep seeing this whale come to the surface, and it's like, um, it's trying to be, be unseen, but it's just too big, it's, it's you got to surface at some point. And I'd felt like I'd been in a cave for a few years on purpose. Like God had led me to this cave, but it was time to come out of the cave. And so it's confirmation for me, like come out of the cave. And that meant a whole bunch of different things to me. Um, and then two days later, I'm out on my boat. Uh, no, on my friend's boat, who's almost got the same name as me. His name's Matt Land. Um, and so, and we're out on the sea. And, um, and we're out there. And... He's like, oh, look at that. And I'm like, what? And there's this, poof. And I'm like, whoa, was that a whale? And he's like, yeah, I think it was a whale, man. So we went over, we drove the boat over there, and the, he's got a fish finder, and the whole fish finder goes red. And we're like, oh, my gosh, I think it's under the boat. And you see these big bubbles, bloop, 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 like massive bubbles under the boat. It was super cool. And then this humpback whale here just goes woof, out right by the boat, probably about where the camera is out by the boat, and, and then this fin and this blowhole, and then right by the boat, and God speaks to me about the whale thing again, and then I'm in Nelson last weekend, and or a couple of weekends ago, and the, the, the youth pastor there's like, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I've been dreaming about whales for the last two nights before you came, and I'm like, yep, that means something to me, and then I'm walking up the stairs to the upper room here, and where I was just resting in between services and there's a big picture of a whale in the staircase. I'm like, oh, there's whales haunting me. I'm getting haunted by whales. <laughs> and um, and God's been speaking to me and and the whale thing for me means a whole lot of stuff. Before we started the church in Whangarei, we went and prayed, my friend Andy and I, we went and prayed up on Mount Manai. We we stayed the night up there, slept outside under the stars and we prayed all night and we're just interceding for what God was about to do in Whangarei. And... Um, In the newspaper article the next day there was this um, article that said Humpback whales re-enter Whangarei Harbour for the first time in blah 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 so many years. And it was just a sign, Uh, Whangarei means the gathering place, uh, the harbour of whales or the gathering place of chiefs and Whale and Maori culture is always symbolic of chiefs or of the of of um of the covering that leadership provides over a village over a community. So it means all this stuff to me, and it's very personal to me. But God's been showing me all these different layers of the whale thing, and one of the things He's been talking to me about is the story of Jonah. And so I'm going to recap the story of Jonah, and and. The story of Jonah itself has multiple different layers, and you can take the story of Jonah and you can read it as an individual. You can take the story of Jonah and you can take it as the church or as a generation. But what I want to do is I want to take the story of Jonah and I want you to, I want you to imagine that Jonah represents uh, a generation carrying a move of the Spirit. That's what I want you to imagine, okay? So Jonah starts off, he gets this, the word of the Lord comes to Jonah and the word of the Lord is, you know, go and speak this to the city of Nineveh. You know, like um, they, they've, they've done some wrong stuff and my hand's against them and they need to repent and you know that story. And then what Jonah does is he, he, uh, he's like, yep, the word, the word of God is going that way and I'm going this way. And there's something that happens when you depart from what God is saying. And, you know, Jonah in the story departs quite early on, but the Jesus people movement, man, they hung on to that word for a long time and there were some amazing things that happened. But there was a certain point where a generation kind of turned away and it wasn't just everyone didn't just do it all at once, but slowly there was a pulling away from what God was saying and people went their own way. And whenever we go our own way and we hang our lives on our own ideas or on our own logic or on what we think would be the right thing to do and not on what God is saying, then we're in danger of going the opposite way that God is going. We're in danger of being like Jonah and ending up in a boat on the way to a faraway land. And the mercy of God comes to the story of Jonah when he's on his boat and he's trying to hide away from everything. He's trying to hide away from what God is saying. And sometimes what God is saying is enough to make you tremble. Sometimes what God is saying is enough to make you afraid. Sometimes what God is inviting you into and the way that He's asking you to be a part of what He's doing is sometimes so challenging to you that you'd rather just go, I'd rather not do that, God. (laughs) That's a bit terrible. I mean, when God said to me when I first got born again, He started to talk to me about Preaching and about being a voice and about being a, a, a person that's carrying a message for a generation He started to show me visions like movies in front of my eyes of me preaching to endless crowds of people But what most people don't know is that if I had a crowd of three people That was enough for my voice box to stop working because of fear And I couldn't relate to the person that God was showing me I was I was like, no, no, wrong person Wrong calling, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree Go talk to someone that knows how to talk. I literally, physically cannot talk. Sometimes what God asks you to do is beyond you. In fact, every time God asks you and speaks to you about you entering into your calling, it will always be beyond your strength because you are called to live a life that is beyond what you can do. That's what a lifestyle of a son or daughter of God looks like, is it you get to be a little... A little kid with a really good father and everywhere you go, it's not about what you can do. It's about what he can do through you. David knew that when he walked onto the field with Goliath, right? He walked onto the field and it wasn't about David's sling and David's stone. It was about David's trust in a good father. You're called to the impossible, but the impossible, everyone loves a good movie. It's good to watch a good movie because you pretty much know it's going to end pretty cool. But if you are the character in the movie and you're facing the issues that the characters are facing in the movie, it doesn't feel as cool. (laughs) Everyone wants an adventure, but there's no such thing as an adventure if there's not danger or risk or fear or something you have to overcome. If you don't have to overcome anything, you disqualify yourself from experiencing an adventure. And your life with God is designed to be a crazy adventure. Your calling should scare you, is what I'm trying to say. Your calling should scare you. Your calling should actually give you the temptation to run and jump into the bottom of a boat somewhere and escape. Your calling should be something that you feel like, man, I actually need to surrender to this. Your calling should be something that you have the option of going, man, you know what? I could just do what I think would be comfortable and nice in my life, or I could surrender to the hand of God and what He's saying to me. And Jonah tried to run away from it. And then the mercy of God comes and he sends a storm. Do you know there are storms on planet Earth because moves of God haven't been stewarded properly? I'm not saying every storm. There are are, bad things happen when good people stop doing good things. Evil prevails only because good isn't being enforced by those who are carrying good. Darkness is only there because people carrying light aren't shining the light. They're hiding their light under a bushel. We don't actually have a Goliath problem. We have a lack of David problem. We don't have an evil problem. We have a lack of good problem. We have a lack of people shining the light of Jesus into the world problem. When there's an absence of light and there's an absence of light when there's an absence of a generation responding to what God is saying to them and what God is inviting them into, when there's a generation that is avoiding the call of God or avoiding the mantle that God wants to place on their shoulders, that creates a vacuum that draws in a storm and that storm is often the mercy of God to say hey you need to get back to your calling you need to get back to the mantle you need to dig that thing out of the earth and the people on the boat you know the story of Jonah they're like holy moly mate what's going on here and he's like you know what it's my fault um you know I'm a prophet from the Lord and I'm running away from my calling and you know, he says it in his own words, and they're they're like, "Well, you pray," and he's like, "Okay, cool." And then it, it, nothing happens. They start throwing things overboard. They're trying to they're trying to solve the issue with their own strength, with their own might, with their own. But the answer to the problem is not in them trying to solve it in their own practical wisdom, trying to make the boat lighter. That's not working. It's not even Jonah praying. That's not working. prayer's not even the answer. Prayer is the answer in a certain context, but Jonah praying whilst still avoiding the call is not the answer. Jonah eventually says, you know what? Chuck me overboard. Uh, you guys are going there? I'm going the wrong direction. I've realised, man, I've been a total kook. I need to go that way. I'm, 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 I'm travelling the wrong direction. The Word of God over my life has gone that way and I departed from the Word back on the shores. I need to go this way. And so they chuck Jonah over and the mercy of God, this is the mercy of God, this massive whale comes or a big fish comes and swallows Jonah. And this is this to me is just such, an, the whale is so amazing to me. Like every time there's a generation that has failed or that's fallen over or there's this lull or there's this, this place of silence, God always provides a cave, God always provides a whale, God always provides a cleft in the rock, God always provides a place For those people to come and be restored, for those people to come and be repaired, for those people to come and rediscover the voice, for those people to come and actually He provides a space for a generation to repent. Like He gives us grace. He gives the church grace to repent and turn back to what He's saying. This is the beautiful thing. He doesn't just chuck us in the ocean and expect for us to tread water. But He provides a resting place for us to rediscover Him, His call in our lives, and who He says that we are. And there's a point that happens where the whale surfaces, and, in, and the book of Jonah says vomits Jonah back up onto the land. And I believe that we are at that point where the whale is surfaced, and to me, it has been, um, you know, the, the God started to speak to me about, he said to me at one of the worship nights a few months ago, he said, I'm going to start to speak to you in threes. I'm, gonna sp- I'm not going to speak to you about things just once. The things that I want you to really pay attention to, I'm going to speak to you about them in threes. You'll know that it's me because I'll speak in threes. And I have been, been threed <laughs> over and over again. And the, th- the threeing is freeing. And I've just been um, seeing this this the the whale thing is just it's I've probably been sixth, ninth, I've twelfth, I, 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 I've been it's just like this thing that's shouting at me. It's I can't avoid it. I'm haunted by it. I can't get away from it. Everywhere I go, it's happening, and it's God shouting from the rooftops. He's shouting in my heart. Prepare a generation to be to be. To be launched back onto the land of their calling, to be launched back onto the land of their destiny, to be launched back onto the land where the mantle is still lying there. And, that, and that, I, I, within that, here's what I, here's, within that. Here's the, here's the here's where it's all going. Isaiah. <sighs> There's a couple of just scriptures that are just, I just can't get away from either within this context. And this is one of them. Isaiah 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood Seraphim, each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his... Uh, with, sorry, with two his feet and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Notice how this begins in the context of worship. This is why I keep talking about worship. Ever I go, I keep saying, there's a worship movement that will give birth to a missions movement. There's a worship movement in New Zealand that will give birth to a missions movement. There's a generation that will be not bewitched from what God is saying, but will learn to behold him and hang on to every word that comes from His mouth. This is in the context of a worship movement. The whole earth is full of His glory, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice. Not by the good idea, not by the principle, not by the practical wisdom, not by the fact that it just was like, oh, that seems like cool and everyone else is doing it. No, but by the voice of the Lord. There's something about the voice of the Lord, and God wants to... God wants to burn every single air in this place. Like your ears are burning, maybe still, maybe not. I'm not sure, but a <laughs> little bit. But God wants to do that on every single ear. It's no, it's no. Um, you know, when you're in these kind of prophetic whirlwind seasons, of, it's like everything is God speaking. I feel like I'm in one of those moments now. There's whales around every corner. There's people, there's all this stuff that's just happening all around all the time. And one of the things that happened for me is two days ago, I got my ears cleaned out by a professional air cleaner out of person. And you know what they said to me? They said, you've got the beginning of surfers there. You've got a quarter... Um, Quarter, 25% bone growth over um, both your ears because your ears are responding to the cold and you need to look after your ears. You need to look after your ears so that your ears don't close up. And do you know what? You need to look after your ears too. You need to look after your ears and make sure you're one that is always leaning into what he's saying, that is always leaning into his voice. There's so many voices around that they all want. We are in a world that is swirling with volume voices that want your attention. And God is in you as a still small voice, and he expects and he, he has a hope for you that you would be a person that would still yourself before him, behold him to the point that you hear him and that you remember, not just hear Him, but that you remember what He said to you. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, to me, this like is like speaking of a worship context, and then, and then Isaiah gets sucked into this worship context, and all of a sudden he's got the fear of the Lord. And there's this fear of the Lord moment. Then one of the ceremony flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. <laughs> here I am, send me. And, and this is the prerequisite to picking up that mantle that's lying on the ground. As I just believe the Lord is saying this. He's saying, hey, who will go for us? And, they're, and, they're, and God is stirring within a generation prophets, leaders, vanguards, pioneer, forerunning people that are, gonna, that are saying, me. And, and I will go when it's comfortable. I will go when it's uncomfortable. I will go when I'm afraid. I will go when I'm not afraid. I will go when I want to. And I will go when I don't want to. My yes is not just a yes when it's convenient, but my yes is a yes that is all-consuming over all of who I am. My yes is enough for me to hear what you're saying, respond to what you're saying, and then in three weeks' time, remember what you said and continue responding. My yes is enough to be, be rocked by the Word of God, by the voice of the Spirit at a youth camp, and in a month and in two months and in three months and in four months' time, that voice will be stronger in my heart then than it is today. It'll be stronger in my mind then than it was when I first heard it. I'm going to steward the voice until it is booming in me and shaping my life into the form of what it's saying. That the Word of God, not just the Bible, but the Word of God to you wants to shape you, wants to form you, wants to mold you, wants to set your life. And I believe, this is what I believe, that the Jesus Revolution movie is not just a movie, but it is a prophetic invitation to reawaken what was once awake. To reawaken what was once awake. Can we just have the, some of the team to come on up? I, I don't know if we need the whole team or some of the team. You guys decide what you think would be the best thing. Um, I love the team. And... <clears throat> And I believe that um, we all get to choose and we all get to lean into the Lord and discover what our role is within what I'm saying. That each individual in this room has a part to play and and you all have different roles to play. You don't all have the same role. And then you guys as a church, you, you have a together role. That this church has a role within this, in this region, in this nation. And my prayer and my hope and my expectation and my hunger, there's a burn on the inside of me that I would be part of a generation and I almost feel like I've missed it. I was joking around with some people today just saying like, you know, it's, it's interesting that I was once a Joshua and now I feel like more of a Moses. You know, like I, I was once the guy on the on the front line and now I feel like I'm the guy, I'm like the guy cheering on the next generation that are on the front line. And I'm stoked on that role, but I just I'm just like, you know, I don't want to, Leave this earth without seeing a, an insane move of the Spirit in the generation that I'm a part of alive on planet earth today, which includes older people and younger people and younger people still. I want to be part of a generation that reawakens what was never meant to die. So I just feel like saying what my friend said. I feel like saying, hey, if we will call on Jesus, if we will knock on the door, He will open the door. Who, who will just come and knock on the door with me? Who will just come and knock on the door with me? And not just tonight, but who will go home and continue knocking? Who will go home? Who will wake up at, at, the, at the three o'clock in the morning, wake up call of the Lord and continue to pray at that time? Who will, who will press in for this? Who will, Who will... Who will meditate and look at the Word and look at what God's saying and not just hear once but met, but gaze into it until it completely shapes your mindset and the way you think and the way you live and the way you move and the way you have your being. Who is willing to, when God says, hey, this is actually going to cost you something. Who is willing to say, you know what? I, I don't know how I'll respond, but in a moment like this, What I'm going to say is, Jesus, my intention is that when the challenge is in front of me, my intention is that I will respond with a burning yes. Give me grace to respond. Give me grace to continue in the spirit and to not fall back into the flesh. Give me grace to protect. I see this thing, this thing that's beginning right now, it's... It, it, God keeps showing me these pictures of it being this little baby and, and, I, and, and he's like he keeps saying to me you need to protect look after nurture that little thing it's more vulnerable now than it ever will be there's something beginning youth young people there's something beginning and when things begin they are at their most vulnerable point Young people who are at that youth camp. If something began in your heart at this over this weekend, protect that thing. Protect that thing. So here's my question to you: The Lord is asking, "Who shall we send, and who will go?" Who? <laughs> I just release the angelic over this room right now. I just release heaven over this room right now. It's true. Last time I came here, I said that there there would be an increase of angelic activity in this church. And I would like to say that there is an increase of angelic activity in this church. And that the heavens are open over this church. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, that the King of glory might come. There's an increase in this church. There's an increase over you. I can feel it. Right around me, right? I can feel it. Like if I stand here, man, I just feel like floating up into the ceiling. If I stand here, I feel the presence, but not quite as strong as just there. That to me is an interesting thing. You can walk around in these little pockets of deeper, pre- where there's more glory than other little pockets. It's just to me as evidence that there's more here than what we can see with our natural eyes. I was talking to some of you today during different parts of today and many of you were telling me about how you had been seen physically with your open eyes angels walking around these, this church over the last few months and it's encouraging to hear that And that's for a reason I can feel the presence of Jesus right now holy, holy, holy holy, holy, holy holy, holy holy, holy, holy just close your eyes right now in fact If in your heart you're just saying, you know what, yeah man, I'm in, 100%. Something's burning in me around what you said, man, I'm in. I'm gonna dust off, I'm gonna dig in the dirt at my feet, I'm gonna pick that mantle up for my family over my life, I'm gonna pick that thing up, I'm gonna be part, I'm saying yes, I'm responding. So I wanna ask you just to stand up. Oh. It's a just stand up.
2: Whoa! Ha 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 ha. Ha
1: ha 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 ha. I just want to ask you just to come out here. And not necessarily so that I can lay hands on you, but just I just want to ask you to just come out the front as a way of saying, I just want you to imagine that the, there's a mantle. And I want you to prophetically imagine that this is, this is just sand right up here. And that there's something buried under the sand. Whoa! <laughs> there's something buried under the sand. Yeah, that's a good spot. <laughs> yeah, you got the spot. <laughs> whoa!
2: Shaba. Oh. <laughs> Just there is a spot. Telling you. Wow. Ooh, whoa. ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it that you guys know what to do with people that lose their legs. <laughs> You've had training. <laughs> Jesus, Just lift your
2: attention to Jesus. Whoa. Shomaranikia <laughs> Shomarana
1: whoa just start to pray just start to press into jesus so you're not striving you know the bible just gives you one whoa one instance to strive in and this is it strive to enter his rest that's all the bible the bible when the bible talks about striving it says don't strive for anything else except for strive to enter his rest (sighs) what's the rest the rest is the spirit and the Spirit comes like a wave. And sometimes if you're going to catch that wave, you got to do a little bit of paddling.
2: Yo, Jesus. Holy Lord. Shoko-ramarama-mamayera-namah. shamaka na tiri namamaka ho ho shoko Na nana siri Shamarana ra na ne re ri ma ya ra Shok-kire-ne-ma-ma-ye- ra ma Ha, ha Lord ha. Reme, me, me, atininama, ma, ma, ye. I just
1: released the burning ears right now, Jesus. The burning ears, the burning ears, the burning ears, the burning ears, the burning ears. The burning ears, God, I release The sound of your voice. The sound of your voice. Your voice that shakes the earth. Your, your voice, God, that breaks open the walls, God. mamaka <sighs> Whoa whoa. I just get the sense that there's someone here and you've been wondering practically why your light bulbs keep blowing in your house.
2: You've been wondering why
1: your light bulbs keep blowing in your house. Shoo. And this is the reason. It's a prophetic sign to you that says you need to upgrade your light bulbs. Because there's more power, and the more power needs a bigger light. And there's a season of favor as you respond to the power of God in you, as you, as you, yeah, just hold your hands out in front of you right now. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I release and I declare over you right now, my friend, the increase of the favor of God and the increase... Of the favor of man over your life, I declare an influx of power over you—the power of the Spirit. Whoa, the power of the Spirit! I declare that your light has been shining well, but it will shine way brighter. I declare, like lighthouse-grade light bulbs, shining from you. I thank you, God, for this light that is shining, that is disarming darkness. I thank you for one that will. Disarm multiple demonic assignments over individuals, over families, over communities, over organizations. God, I thank you for marking this man, God, right now. I thank you for marking this man right now and etching your word daily into his heart. I thank you, God, for the assignments that you're putting on him. Uh, you know that Some that will last a life, some that will be assignments for the day, some that will be assignments for the week. God, I thank you for an increase in Jesus' name. I just release the hand of the Father over you. Power, Jesus. Power, Jesus. Some of you are just feeling like, I just look at, wow, I'm just looking around. Man, I am so blasted right now. I'm just looking around and I'm just seeing like the stillness of God over many of you. Some of you has felt like your life has been swirling and God has just got, it's almost like you've been a spinning top and God has just put his finger on the spinning top and he stopped the spinning and he's saying, be still. And I speak over you and over the storm around you and I speak over that storm and I say, storm be still, be still, be still. And I see in your hearts, I see like the wind stirring up the water and I see all of a sudden the wind ceases and the water grows still. And in the stillness of your heart, you see the reflection of the heavens and that God is... Clarifying his word, his clarifying his voice within you. He's clarifying his voice within you. Whoa, Jesus. 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 Shokaramate. Sozolo no mama kasi izili di babama ne Tiri re di bababa ya leti se terene mama makate re di babaka oromare le baladeri di bababa dini bababa kaye sozolo no mama maieti kia tebe release those burning hands, Father. To release that burning hands of you. To release that healing anointing over you. To heal the sick. To heal the sick. To heal the sick. To heal the sick. I'm just uh, not going to interrupt the meeting here right now by getting testimonies and things like that, but I'm just going to call out a few things that God's healing right now. I just want you to continue just to press in. Continue just to press in. Like The Holy Spirit just wants to clothe you with a mantle. There's someone here that's um, needed a hip replacement in their right hip, and God is just wanting to heal you. It's been like um, lack of cartilage, and God's wanting to restore the cartilage. And I just release that cartilage over you right now in Jesus' name. Someone else here, and it's your right knee, and God's healing your right knee right now. God's healing your right knee. Someone else in your right shoulder, it's all on the right, but your right shoulder is being healed right now. I just declare that over you in the name of Jesus. 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 Name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow. Thank you. Whoa. Thank you, God. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just drink him in right now. 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 Whoa. Just
2: drink him in right now. Sorana na ma ye, ra na mama ma ya. na na ma la li ki mama ye. Ser mama ye. na ye, ye. na mama ye, na ye. He sa mo ki ara na 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 ma ma ye He ara no mo ye He ra na na ma le ra na 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 ma 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 ye ra na ma ka ya na na di ba mo ka le di ma ma ye ma ma ye Hiya rana mama ye, kiya rana nate tiya ma la la nana. Hoiya rana makai kalala mama ye. Holy Spirit, wow. We honour you, Lord. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. Release the angelic right now with the coals
1: from the altar. With the coals from the altar to touch the lips of those. Let's release right now over this church, God, that forerunner, pioneer mantle. That forerunner, God, I declare that over them right now. Burn a message within them. Burn a message within Him. Some of you, you know, some of you, you know that that's, that Isaiah 6 call, it's for everyone, but some of you, you're like, yeah, that's, God has been speaking to me about that. God has been speaking to me about this fresh commissioning, about, and He's been speaking to me from Isaiah 6. I just release that on you right now. I release that on you right now. I release that on you right now. Whew. Ho oh, ho ho. Shukorana mamamaka. Shukorama rabadabaka. Sees it is. So I'm going to walk around for a little bit and just. Phew, Jesus.
2: Show. Ha. More. Lord. Ha 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 hoo hoo!
1: Fire Jesus. Ah Wow, 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 I just I see feathers falling over you. I just see I see you under the shadow of his wings. I just see feathers falling over you. I see the shadow of his wings over you. I see this overshadowing of God over you. I I see like this the heaven is overshadows signs and wonders. I just declare over you signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Shukura remedy Ha, Jesus. I'll release the voice of the Spirit into your voice box. The voice of the Spirit into your voice box. Wow. Shukurama remedy, be 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 ki ki ki. ki ki It's just, I just see you with measuring tools in your hand. I see you measuring the wall like Nehemiah, and there's this Nehemiah mantle on you to, to rebuild desolate places, to rebuild the places that have been ruined. There's a rebuilding mantle on you to rebuild, to rebuild, to rebuild, to rebuild, to rebuild, to rebuild, to rebuild. To rebuild. Thank you, God, for the wisdom, the wisdom, Jesus. Increase the wisdom, God. Wow.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) What?
1: Thank you so much for holding me up. Yeah. Amen. Jesus. What is he, God, feeding you fire? He's just feeding you fire. And eat the fire, eat the fire, eat the fire, eat the fire. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Well, someone just, just right around here does Their ears just started burning. Whose ears just started burning? Whose ears just got hot?
2: Oh. <laughs> Fuego. Fuego. <laughs> ah.
1: oh, I'm stuck here. Jesus. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. More, Lord. Just, just put your hand on the shoulder of someone next to you right now. Stay in that place of receiving. Just stay in that place of receiving. Just put your hand on the shoulder of someone next to you. And, and don't think about... Releasing the spirit on them. Think about just drinking in the spirit. Just uh, just imagine that you are like a vacuum sucking the spirit of God over your life. Just imagine that your heart is open. Just draw. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And just draw. Just draw. Just draw from the well of the spirit right now. Just draw from the well of the spirit right now and just draw it over that person next to you too. Whew.
2: Wow. Papa, Shukorama. shu. (laughs) Oh, ho, 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 Oh,
1: Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. Shoo. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy. Doors opening. Doors opening. Whoa. Shakaramatesiri bibiki.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Shoo.
1: Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you're just feeling the fire of God on you and you feel like you're not in the middle of an encounter yourself, but you're just feeling the fire on you and you're part of the leadership team, just join me and start just just laying hands on people, start praying for people. And we're just going to, what we're praying for, guys, is we're just praying for that mantle to awaken on the inside of them for that grace to carry a move of the Spirit to awaken on the inside of them and for them to know their place in that movement. Whoa, eyes to see. Right on you right now. I just see the Father touching your eyes right now to see. To see, to see, to see, to see, to see. To see, to see, to see. I see like, uh, I, I see God giving you carrots, and I was like, what, what is this? And the Father says, carrots help you to see in the dark. And I just see like you, God, opening your eyes in the dark to see in the dark. God's giving you night vision. He's giving you night vision to take into places where there's darkness and to see what the Father's doing. Whoa. There it is on you right now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. There's a mantle on you to bind up the broken-hearted.
2: Whew. Wow. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Ha. Whew.
1: Oh, I'm so. I'm sort of. Don't wait for me to pray for you guys. Just keep pressing in. I, I'm just. I'm just walking around. Um, I probably am not going to lay hands on everybody. This is a moment really for you just to press in to this for you. This is really a moment between you and God and that this is a moment for you to really dig a well in him and for him to dig a well in you. whoa whew, whew. but i'm just I'm just walking around and every time I just feel this thing, I just will stop. <laughs> And that's just to let you know what I'm doing. Holy Mas Presencia Papa. Mas Presencia Papa. Mas fuego, Papa. Ha ha.
2: Woo Jesus. Wow. Holy, holy Jesus. Wow, Jesus.
1: Well, I see a closed door, but with water flowing out from underneath the door. And there's a door that God's put in front of you to knock on that has a backed up flood waiting to erupt as it opens. And it's like, when it opens, it won't be able to shut because the flood will keep it open. There's a flood. I see a flood. I see a flood. I see a flood of the love of the Father. I just see that, that, and I see this picture of the Wailing Wall in, in uh, Jerusalem. And I see like all the prayers put in it. All the prayers put in this Wailing Wall. Gener- generations of prayers. And I see like God breaking down the wall and I see this flood come from behind the wall. And there's a, there's a thing that you're carrying. You're carrying the prayers of generations that have gone before you, that you're like that wailing wall, and there's prayers that have been put in you, there's prayers that have been put on you, there's generations that have put prayers in you. And there's a there's an opening up of the well, there's a cracking of the wall where those prayers are gonna start flowing out of you, that you're gonna start to understand the inheritance of the saints, because you're gonna experience it flowing through you, these prayers of, of 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 your of your parents and of your parents' parents and of your parents, 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 and there's just these generational prayers that are in you. Just release that right now. Whoa. Whoa. That breaker anointing. That breaker anointing. Whoa. Showing <laughs> over you, too. Yeah, Jesus. Bless this one. <laughs> Bless this one. Whoa. <laughs> This legend. Ah, Father, let's release your goodness. Oh, I just feel so, I feel like I just can feel the presence of God in me, one of my hands in your head. And I just feel like I can just feel God's heart, and I just feel so much excitement in the Father for you. Like, I feel like the Father's like, Oh, girl. We're about to go on a mission. Like, we're gonna go on the biggest adventure together. And I see you, like, I see him like packing your bag with you. He's like packing your lunch with you, packing your bag, and he's putting all these cool little contraptions and things in your bag. And he's like, We're gonna need this, and 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 we're gonna need this. And And he's like stacking you up with all these cool gadgets. And I just see like God's giving you wisdom beyond your years, God's giving you a surprising amount whoa, of power from the spirit and the love man the love that's in your heart for people is just going to erupt sometimes it's going to erupt out of your eyeballs you know you're going to you're going to start experiencing the rivers of the lord through your eyes you know you're going to you're going to have moments where you're just going to look at people and just start crying but because not because you're upset for them but because you just feel god's love for them there's a compassion and that compassion when you feel that you'll know that you have authority to see God bring change in that person's life.
2: Just bless you right now. Wow. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Mm.
1: I don't want to take too long.
0: <laughs> wow. Man, how many know some pretty powerful stuff's happening right now? I was getting pretty pretty zonked. Just, just lock into God because just a couple of things I just wanted to add in there. You know, I just really believe that the Lord just showed me there's multiple mat- mantles in the dirt. Multiple mantles in the dirt. Mantles that were supposed to continue to pass from generation to generation. Multiple mantles in the dirt. And just lock your heart into God because here's some things that I, j- I jotted down that the Lord was speaking to me about. Sometimes the mantle from a, from a previous ministry or a minister that's carrying something is left in the dirt. Listen to this. Because we expected perfection. And because there wasn't perfection, we let the mantle fall into the dirt. But I believe the Lord says, My mantle on them was always a mantle of grace. So even when there wasn't perfection it was always a mantle of grace. Ha. And then there's the scripture that Paul wrote to Timothy and he said this, he said, "Do not be ashamed of the message of the Lord and do not be ashamed of me his prisoner." It's the spirit of God. We just we just ask right now that Lord even with fallen ministers, even with people, Lord, who have who, who've, who've not walked perfectly before You. But Lord, we look at the mantle that was from heaven. We say, Lord, let it not be fallen into the dirt, but let this generation be able to pick up every mantle that was designed to be upon them, layer upon layer. And Holy Spirit, we want to thank You. We want to thank You for that. We want to thank You for that. Ah, In Jesus' name. Ah. Is Ross still here? He's shot away. Hey, that's fantastic. Hey, we're just going to continue... Hang with, the God, with God if you need to, but can we put our hands together and just thank Matt, uh, Matt for just a prophetic, outstanding deposit and message. That's something that's going to resonate with me. I think it's just going to resonate as well. There's so much more. I, I, I just believe there's so much more that can be unpacked. Let me, let me just say this. A couple of weeks ago, I saw someone, I won't, I won't mention who they were, but a significant ministry on the earth sharing on social media about a dream that he'd had. And, um, and he said, I haven't really been able to interpret the dream, but, but, but I feel like it's saying that the Lord is going to be coming very soon. <laughs> I, I looked at the dream and I said, I think the dream means you're going to be going to the Lord very soon. <laughs> and I tell you from then, I was like, Lord, if you're taking him soon, i want to I want to get as much as I can out of that ministry we want to we want to wring the towel out and i i 've just been i 've been playing stuff i 've been driving and just playing stuff from his ministry because I was like, I recognize the hand hand of God there's something about mantles that we need to grab a hold of in this time and and so Lord, we just want to thank you. we thank you God that we stand on on the shoulders of the, so many both well known and and those not so well known but there are mantles that you have designed to be passed and father i just believe that this generation us and the youth and the young adults and the kids need to have like a need to have like a mantle like joseph a multicolored mantle Lord, one that is made up of, of of so many moves of God, so many revelations, so many graces, that it would rest upon us, oh God, that it would rest upon us because Lord, we believe that this move needs, Lord, multiple graces. It's so the Holy Spirit, help us to unpack that. Help us to pick up mantles that have been in the dirt. We give you all of the praise, Jesus. We give you all of the honor. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's put our hands together and thank Matt again for just an outstanding weekend with us.